Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ETB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bowes. In this episode, we're digging into the popular Salman Khan action comedy franchise, Dabang, in which Khan stars as the vengeful but lovable police officer, Trubal Pandey, opposite his real-life brother, Arbaz Khan, and Sanakshi Sinha as his love interest turned wife. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Welcome back, lovers, and welcome back, Matt. It is, I mean, you're always here, but... Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me back. I'm welcoming us back. Thank you for welcoming Um, me back to my own house. (laughs) Because uh, we haven't released an episode in a number of weeks. It's been the holidays. Yeah, we've been Uh, busy. Yeah, yeah, we've been We've been been watching the disappointing uh, last entries in trilogies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We've been very busy, and... um, we usually release an episode every two weeks, and that means that this episode should have fallen on December 24th, uh, but that was not happening mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. Yeah, there was something happening that day. Something was happening that day, um, and I was too busy drinking all day to do it. <laughs> so yeah. um, we're getting to it now that the holidays have kind of calmed down um, after the Christmas holidays. Um, but before New Year's kicks up and then just like a lot of birthdays, the, the, like we are essentially fully booked in our personal lives from December 20th to January 12th. Every I year. know it's crazy. Yeah. Too much stuff happened yeah. in there's so many last three weeks and so many Christmas celebrations and so many holiday parties. Um, but we are happy to finally be sitting down to discuss this film, which we we saw the third one in between that period. So yeah, was one of the other in. things we had to do. Yeah. Um, but before we begin, though, yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit about this franchise in particular and some stuff that's going on. Yeah, well, it, it kind of in between our episodes, a lot has happened in the world that, you know, we can't ignore. Mm-hmm. And with these movies so focused on pro- pro- police brutality, I think you'd call it, basically, yeah. and encounter killings. Yeah, Chubal um, Pandey is... Corrupt. He is lovable, but corrupt, which might be an issue I have with the series at the center. Yeah, but given given recent events in India, mm-hmm. I'll repeat, a place we've never been, would yes. like to go someday, but are kind of looking aghast outside of at some things that are happening with the, the CAA and the NRC. Um, we would like to say that we support the protests. Um, taking rights away from anybody is essentially taking rights away from everybody. And there was a protest happening here in Edmonton a couple of days ago, but unfortunately we were at my parents' place um, for the holidays, so we weren't able to make it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a difficult time of year to plan protests in the Western world, but we support the protesters. And for our Western listeners who'd like to know what exactly we're talking about, we'll have a link to Arundhati Roy's article in The Nation India intimations of an ending, the rise of Modi and the Hindu far right. Because we're finding this very disturbing, and we've seen some trends in the movies themselves of like a rising Hindu nationalism that is kind of trying to push everything else out. We chose to skip uh, the ex-Muslim Prime Minister and the the Modi biopic earlier this year um, because, yes, to, to us they looked like propaganda. Mm-hmm. And I think we're so inundated with 
American and British politics that and Canadian. Yes, we generally have a good understanding of the We generally have a good understanding of those foreign politics. Uh, obviously, we are Canadian, so we understand Canadian politics. But it's hard to understand another country's politics and, and understand where things should fall. And we're seeing a lot. Well, over the years, we've seen a lot of Bollywood celebrities really align themselves with Modi. And we've found that troubling. Yeah, and it we doesn't are seem like to they find haven't... it even more troubling. But well, it's also linked to um, you know the expulsion of Pakistani actors. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we on the outside, and of course, we're not going to understand it. We'll never understand it totally. No, we'll, but we, exactly, we will never un- fully understand it. But we're trying. But we don't like it. It looks yeah. really bad. And that Arundhati Roy piece, I think, really goes into the history of why these lists of you know. How far back have you lived in this country? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, why that's happening? Why it started off in a certain province, and why they're expanding it to across the nation? And it's it's very distressing. And I do think it is impossible to kind of follow a nation's pop culture and not be somewhat cognizant of what is going on socially mm-hmm. and politically in that. country. We're definitely curious about it, and I'm always trying to learn more about it. But yeah, and I from do- the outside, it looks. Very, very bad, and we support those who are in protest against yeah. it. And I will argue that like film is political. Pop culture is political. Yeah. And so we can't divorce these movies uh, from the larger context within India. Even if they were made two years ago, right? Like, yeah. it is coming out at a certain period of time, and it will either reflect or be against the times. And movies about a corrupt police officer... Essentially killing people who wrong him. For fun. For fun. <laughs> like, the movie is for fun. Yeah, the movie's for fun. Like, it, it's kind of a weird place for us to be in right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we have a lot of... We are on the outside looking in. And we have a lot of... We have a lot of questions and a lot of concerns. And I just want everyone to be safe. Mm-hmm. I just want everyone to be safe. And, I, you know, I think... I think listeners who've been with us for for a while are, are well aware of our political leanings. Mm-hmm. Um, we are rather left wing. <laughs> we are very left wing. Uh, so yeah, it's you know these things have as I, as I've been reading about you know, you know everything that went was happening in Kashmir and and other things happening in in Indian politics and with Modi, I've I've been concerned. You know, for a while, um, and now it seems to be reaching a boiling point. And I, it, it's hard to have an opinion when you're not, you know, when you've never been to that country. We are not culturally connected to that country. Mm-hmm. Um, we just care about people and we care about the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is tough. And and watching the conversations on Twitter and reading the news articles. Um, I think have helped enlighten us, but it's also made things very, very confusing, which is certainly not a criticism of those conversations happening. I think it's important. Yeah. So now we come to Devon. <laughs> but we, again, a lot of, there's been a lot over the past three weeks. Or the surgical strike, all sorts of movies that are reflecting a rising uh, far right nationalist sentiment. Yeah. And just, and, and again, over these past, 
few weeks. Like since our last episode, th- these things were going on, obviously, when we released our last episode, but we didn't want to like force Ben to have to discuss any of it. Yeah. Um, but we've we just we've seen such a we've seen these rise these protests, you know, and 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 just mm-hmm. so much discourse happening, um, and and we haven't really felt that is our place to engage with it, but we no. have been listening. Yeah. We've been very much been listening. Yeah. That's all we could do, really, is listen and try to signal boost things. So Listen, signal boost, and try to support people who are are fighting what to us seems like things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, read that Arundhati Roy piece. I think she does a great job of laying out, you know, 70 years of history leading up to these moments. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, now they're wrong. Yeah, so now a uh, lighthearted series of films about a uh, police officer who murders people. Yeah, quite violently. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, the violence is my favorite part of all the movies. Yeah. I think that's the thing that it does the best. Yeah. So we're discussing the series because the third one just released in theaters on December 20th in time for the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as we mentioned, uh, Salman Khan action comedy franchise. Um that that is beloved. We've you know we've we've been meaning to get to Debang for a while, and, and knew that when the third one was released, that's when we would finally mm-hmm. discuss the series. And spoilers for the third one if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, I don't know how much I have to say about these three movies, and also the plots they feel kind of the same. I will say that the third one does something a little different than the previous two. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously they all have different stories, but. Again, you you show up to see Salman Khan kind of, you know, punch a dude. That's that's why we're here. Well, I would say that the sort of dramatic arc of all the the movies is fairly similar. Yeah, exactly. So, Dabang means fearless, uh, which the subtitles reminded us of a lot. Yeah. It came out in 2010 and was directed by Abhinav Kashyap, who is Anurag Kashyap's brother. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And these, like... They seem like such polar opposite styles, um, which I find really interesting because this is such a throwback masala film, mm-hmm. um, which feels antithetical with the kind of um, with the kind of filmmaking that Anurag Kashyap does. Yeah, it's definitely not like ugly. Yeah, but, it's, and that's also not a Bombay Velvet. Like a Bombay Velvet's pretty over the top too, but in a different way. Yeah, but that being said, obviously, like Kashyap's brother um, Abhinav is is a different person with a different perspective, and I think Kashyap himself has even like really backed away from the criticism that he used to make about contemporary Bollywood, and and he kind of sees. In interviews, it seems like he sees a place for it now. He also seems to get kicked off of Twitter for his political leanings all the time, too. Yeah. So who he's, knows? He's also become like friends with Karen Johar, at least industry-wise. Yeah. Uh, so it stars Salman Khan. Great cast. Sanakshi Sinha, Arbaz Khan, Vinod Khanna, Dimple Kapadia. Love Dimple Kapadia. I'm yeah. very excited that she's going to be in Tenant. Yeah, that looks cool. Um, just because, like... We've had, this is totally an aside, but, you know, we've had, like, Anna Pumker and Irfan Khan and um, even um, Amitabh Bachchan and I think Om Puri and, and Amrish Puri. Like, we've seen a lot of men, a lot of male actors of kind of, like, Indian, in, male Indian character actors. Of that generation. Of a certain generation kind yeah. of show up in Hollywood movies from time to time, but I can't think of any women. So, Apart from Priyanka Chopra and Deepika Padukone, but like they're the younger generation. Yeah. Dimples from the older generation. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm very excited that Dimple Kapadia is going to be in Tenant. I think that's like super fun casting. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I know 
really what this movie is going to be about. But man, if she shares a scene with Robert Pattinson, I'll be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so going back to the cast, we also have Sonu Sood, Om Puri, Andy Pumker, who you know I just mentioned both of them, and Mahi Gill. Um, this was Sanakshi Sinha's debut film, mm-hmm. and uh, it was super successful. It was the highest grossing Bollywood film of 2010 and received a lot of good reviews for its fun masala throwback style. Um, the song Muni Badnam Hyoi was choreographed by Farhan, and it features Malaika Aurora, Arbaz Khan's um, former wife. Uh, in an item number, and it's inspired by a by a Bhojpuri folk song. Um, the soundtrack spawned a lot of hits. Uh, it was nominated for nine Filmfare Awards and won six, including Best Film, Best Female Debut for Sanakshi Sinha, Best Music Director for Sajid Wajid, who did this you know very popular mm-hmm. soundtrack of which many songs have gone on to chart, most notably like. The, the love song when um, Salman Khan's kind of uh, looking at Sanakshi Sinha falling in love and the song with Muni. Um, and Best Action, which I think... Pretty good action. I think the Oscars should really have a Best Action category. That and Best Stunts, yeah. Well, it's the same thing. Like, yeah. there should be a Best Stunt Work. It'll go to John Wick every year. Although, interestingly enough, at the SAGs this year... John Wick was not nominated, but The Irishman is, so... Weird. Yeah, I would like to see John Wick get... But I think John Wick should have an Oscar for Best Stunts. I really do. Yeah. Uh, The film Dabong also won uh, the National Film Award for Best Popular Film Providing Wholesome Entertainment. I mean, that is my favorite uh, award you can get as a movie. I don't know if this entertainment's that wholesome. That's my that issue. Is weird. I'm like, yeah. this is not a wholesome entertainment. I guess like the family, it sort has a of. strong family sentiment, but I do not overall. The two brothers find are wholesome. basically trying to kill each other for most of the first one. Yeah. All right. Why don't you describe the plot? Oh man. Okay, I can do the plot. Yeah, it's been a while since we watched the first. one. I can do the plot if you want to do the plot of the second. I'll one, do the, the second. second one is I'll do more the of second blur two. In my mind. I'll do two and three. Okay. So Salman Khan stars as the police officer Chubal Pandey, or as he likes to call himself, Robin Hood Pandey. Kung Fu Pandey. I think he's in Uttar Pradesh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah UP. Uh, so <laughs> he clearly seems to enjoy his job, where he, you know, again is. Very corrupt. And violent. And violent. The first part of each three of these movies is him stopping some kind of heist and then essentially taking the money himself. Yeah, he's... um, He adds it to the Chua Pandey fund for retirement or whatever he calls it. Yeah, so his corruption is... He doesn't take advantage of people. He takes advantage of criminals. Yeah, and And he lets them go. Yeah, and also maybe... You know, maybe like kills them when he should instead arrest them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's the kind of corruption we're looking at here. It's not like he's abusing women and children. No, I mean, that's the worst <laughs> kind of corruption, but his is not great. No, it's still not great, but we are expected to root for him. Mm-hmm. He has a rather complicated home life. His mother is played by Dimple Kapadia. His stepfather is played by Vinod Khanna. Mm-hmm. And his half The late Vinod Khanna. Yes. Yes, as he is not in the third film because he passed away in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his stepbrother is played by Arvaz Khan. Um, he plays Maki, Salman Khan's brother in real life. And the producer... kind of gives you a sense of their relationship. <laughs> yeah. And the producer of uh, this franchise and director of the second one, which we'll discuss after this one. The kind of basic setup of the first film is Sonu Sood plays the villain 
uh, who like he gives off a lot of Amitabh Bachchan energy. He's kind of, <laughs> he's the head of like a youth political league or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Chumapani always ends up going against sort of much more rich and powerful people than he is. Mm-hmm. And That's people usually with, like, the big bad guy. Political leanings. Yeah. Yeah. And so Arbaz Khan is actually on Sonusud's side for, yeah, for the first one, most yeah. of the movie and working against Chubal Pandey. Because of marriage problems. But when um, Chubal Pandey's mother, again played by Dimple Kapadia, passes away, that kind of changes everything. And it is eventually revealed that Sonu Sood killed her because he was trying to get some money that Arbaz Khan had stashed away. Because their dad owns a factory. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. It's a very complicated movie, actually, the first one. Yeah, it's actually, it's kind of a convoluted plot. Sanakshi Sinha is also there. Her father is a raging alcoholic mm-hmm. who she constantly has to take care of. Real uh, um, Anupam care in uh, Tazab vibes. Yeah. And um, she's kind of always trying to push away... Uh, Salman Khan's advances, but is willing to give into them if her like if if she no longer has to take care of her father. And so her father outright like commits suicide so Problem that his daughter can be married. Um, she famously has a line where she says that she is not afraid of being slapped, but she is afraid of love. Mm-hmm. Aren't we um, all? I mean, I sympathize. Anyways, all of this culminates in the reason why we're really here, a big action scene at the end where Abbas Khan realizes that he's been a dick to his brother. and that After the- his brother <laughs> punches him so hard, he flies through the air and into like a, a, like a shanty. Yeah, and the guy that he's, you know, kind of um, been working with is responsible for the death of his mother. And so they make Sonny so essentially smoke a tractor to kill him. Uh, <laughs> yes, they do. Replicating how Dimple Kapadia passed away because they denied her her inhaler after they blew a bunch of dust around yeah. the apartment. It's kind of a... The home looking for this money. It's kind of like a marriage comedy, though, because... Yeah. Um, I think that's a that's a decent plot synopsis. I'm sure there's There's a lot who, that happens. Yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. people who are far more... And we were... Far more attention than we did who's like, who are, like, yelling at me for... We were getting a little, little drunk, but, too. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, Abbas Khan is miffed that his, you know, brother-in-law... His, bro- his half-brother, who isn't quite as high up as him on the... On the chain in the house, he gets married first. Like, there's a lot of fighting over who gets to get married first, yeah. who could fall in love with a certain girl, and that's and where Mahi the. And Gill is playing Arbaz Khan's love interest. Yeah, and that's. She's from Devdas. Hmm. Not Devdas, she's from Devdi. Devdi. Well, that's where the kind of animosity between the two brothers comes from, mm-hmm. as well as some, you know, concern about money at this uh, factory that they own. There's a lot going on. But I. Before I watched these movies, I didn't realize that it was going to be mostly relationship dramas <laughs> with many gunfights. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what did you think of the movies? What, what The first one. Um, I'm not... Like, we are not big Salman Khan fans. I think when he's on, you know, when he's doing kind of like Ek the Tiger or Bajrani Bajan. Sultan. Uh, Sultan. Or, or some of his older films, you know, like um, Ham Delta Chukai Sanam mm-hmm. uh, or Ham Apke Hankon. I think we, I think I really like him in that mode. This, this is not my favorite mode. I, I think we've talked before about how comedy is hard for us because mm-hmm. of kind of 
larger cultural differences and, as well as and language, language differences. Yeah, yeah. And so there were certain aspects of the comedy that I don't think I really got. Like, I do like the recurring gag in all the movies that in the first action scene, they always say, oh, there was a gunfight. And uh, his, uh, his aide-de-camp, uh, Chobe, usually gets shot <laughs> so that he could get a promotion or that he could say that he was involved in the action. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of recurring gag. Yeah. It comes up in the new Star Wars, too. <laughs> this figure of, of the kind of corrupt but lovable cop, which we also see in, in, like the, the, in like Simba, the recent Rohit Shetty film... <laughs> I, I think I have a hard time for it with it. I think morally, I have a hard time putting aside my own beliefs about law and enforcement and um, and the and, and the responsibility of that profession. And also, it's 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 hard because I am I I have a I have strong feelings about real life police violence and police corruption. So I think I think there's just kind of this mode is not my favorite mode. I mean, and I have similar issues with it, like something like Dirty Harry, right? Like Or Bad Lieutenant, Port of New Orleans. Yeah, like that's kind of where this stuff is coming from. Um, that being said, it's like, when it gets going, it's fun. It's got a lot of good action numbers and mm-hmm. a lot of good dance numbers. And so I appreciated that. Um, this one is only like two hours, so I appreciated that it didn't go on and on and on forever but i think it's still gonna cut down to 90 minutes and keep all the songs mm-hmm. um what about you uh well it took me until we were watching the second one which for those playing at home we watched them out of order we watched one three and then two yeah uh until i realized that these movies are the hindi cinema equivalent of the yakuza video game franchise <laughs> okay so uh sure for context, this is a long-running series of video games. There's been seven or eight of them so far that take place in the underworld of Japan, the Yakuza. And generally in those movies, you're playing as um, a kind of Yakuza who's also a nice guy. Mm-hmm. So there's a really weird swing between this guy fighting over um, Yakuza money, which... If you think about it, it's probably drugs, gambling, prostitution, all the stuff that you generally don't like. But also, he's like trying to help a lost kid find his house. Yeah. He's being a taxi driver on the side. He's helping, you know, two kinky people find love. Like, so there's a weird tonal shift between someone who you're playing as, and you generally think that like he's actually a nice guy, but then his job is also to be awful. And all of these movies, much like the video games, end with the main characters getting their shirts ripped off and then a huge fist fight. So that's yeah. exactly that. But like in the Yakuza, you're, pl- you're playing as a bad guy. You're, you're playing as ostensibly as a good guy whose job is a bad guy. Whereas the Dabong movies, his job is ostensibly to you know uphold the law. And he has all sort of fun witticisms. He's like... Nice to be around. He likes his wife, etc. He wears his sunglasses on his collar on the back. Yeah, he's got all kinds of fun little mannerisms. But deep down, he's a kind of a corrupt and bad at his job. Yeah, I just... If I, your job was to not steal from people. I feel like this movie wants to have its cake and eat its too. And eat it too. And a lot of movies do, by no means. No. Am I saying this is like, this is the only film that does this? But, you know, he's... 
He's a fun, lovable scamp, but also he's going to like beat you to a bloody pulp. But he loves his mom, mm-hmm. and he like he wants to help out the you know people who are less fortunate than him. And this is sort of character that Akshay Kumar also does a lot too. Yeah, and the way that he always has to like go to Sanakshi Sinha to get permission to like beat people up, and the way that I think women are put in danger throughout these films to justify. As well as his, Arbaz Khan. Yeah. To justify his violence, I just find really cliched and played out. So, yeah, I think the film's trading in a lot of cliches. But it is, it's fun at times. Like, it is, it is entertaining at the times. The first two, quite entertaining. And I think, I think Khan, when he kind of gets into that, that, like, lovable scamp mode, he's quite entertaining. Sometimes he talks like Mr. Bean for some reason. So he's like... Yeah. Yes, my name is Trupundi. It is <laughs> His weird. His funny little mustache. It is It is a little weird that you have like a 50-year-old man playing a 20-year-old, but... In the third one, yeah. Yeah, well, but even in the first one, he's like, he's he's pushing, he's like in his 40s, and he's sure. still playing like 25 or something. Yeah, he's not married yet. It's a rough 20-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he's had a hard run of it. I mean, I... This is, I hate to say this, but this is one of those movies where you do have to turn your brain off. Mm-hmm. And I generally enjoy movies better when you can enjoy them intellectually as well as, you know, sensationalistically. Mm-hmm. But if you sit down and think about, like, he's encounter killing these guys, he's letting criminals go so that they can rob people again so that he could take the money, it's, it's debatable. But if you just want to see some cool action, there you go. Like, compare this to Doom, for instance, where um, basically Uday Chopra's main sin of a cop is that he's just horny all the time. Mm-hmm. I find that, that that's a bit better, and Jay Dixit's just like a super cop. Yeah, and I'm not But they also have tons of collateral damage and kill people all the time. It's just that they're not robbing people. Yeah, I, and I'm not saying that, A, I think all police officers in real life are just men and women, because I... I don't, which is, again, part of my issue about making police corruption fun. You mean that they're just in that they're doing the cause of justice? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and again, so, like, that's part of my issue about when we make police officers, like, when we make corruption seem fun or we make um, torture or police violence seem justified. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't like that, though, that's, like, every Indian cop movie torturing people for stuff like that's yeah i think people have heard over the years my issues with indian cop movies like yeah this is not coming out of left field if if there was a <laughs> if there was a national cinema that subscribed to the tenet that all cops are bastards it's probably indian movies because even your good cops are still torturing people and generally you know thinking that they're above the law yeah and i they're I, all jack bauer yeah and i'm sure to a certain certain extent this reflects Actual, I mean, it's obviously amplified, mm-hmm. but to sort of like it does, it does reflect actual police corruption. Yeah. Um, but again, it's amplified and, and given that that Bollywood glee and like so everything is kind of becomes over the top and cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And so I just find myself this movie is quite cartoonish. All three of them. Yeah. And yeah. kind of a telenovela vibe of every scene is generally on a different emotional pitch than the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So I find it a little uncomfortable to watch. But again, like this is. I have mentioned over and over again, and I will probably continue, like, that the, the, you know, Bollywood cop movies 
I sometimes have a hard time with. The one I didn't was, uh, and it's not a movie, but it's a series. It's Deli Crime. Deli Crime or um, Sacred Games. And Deli Crime, Shafali Shah, at every step of the way, is like, we are doing this by the book. Yeah. You cannot beat it. However, none, of your, none of your normal shenanigans you can't do this time. They do have that moment where they allow themselves to slap. Slap the uh, the perpetrators. And that, I was like... Oh, and yeah. Well, they... And it's also like, I don't want to touch that guy. He's too gross. Yeah. But again, it's they to get also that. It's like, to get that line, yeah. They allowed, like, a moment of, like, torture. Like, in violence. And I was like... Mm-hmm. Even then, when you're when you're literally dealing with the scum of the earth, you're still leery of it. I think it's like done, that guy. It, it, it's I think diff- it's done better in that film. Yeah, but like but. in real life, though, you would never actually know. And to a yeah. certain extent, Daily Crime is pretty unclear about what happens. Like you don't actually physically see what happens. But given everything that happens on that show, you know who this guy is, and he's absolute scum. Even then, you're still uncomfortable that he gets slapped. I'm uncomfortable that the cops allow themselves this um i think they cross a line and i think it's because you know i am aware of how many black men for example in the united states have been killed by police officers indigenous people in canada indigenous people in canada like i just i i yeah i just find it i just find it i just find it interesting that even like beyond the shadow of a doubt that guy who was absolute scum and deadly crime me i think you know this guy, he kind of could deserve it, really. Yeah, and I would say, like, my opinions and approach of violence in movies is complicated. Um, it sure is. It's hard for me to keep track. <laughs> Thanks. I love action movies. I really do. But I also... If someone uh, kills their dog, though, 100% <laughs> Aaron is ready for them to get tortured, murdered, thrown off buildings, whatever you want. Kill a dog, game over. Specifically John Wick's dog. Don't mess with John Wick's dog. <laughs> And also, John Wick's not a cop, though, yeah. I guess. Okay, yeah. we have exhausted this line of conversation. Um, what did you think of Sanakshi Sinha? Um, you know... And I'm not... Sorry, I want to also be very clear. I know I'm totally hypocritical about certain aspects of how I feel about these issues in movies. Because I am constantly trying to figure out how I feel about these issues in movies. Sure. Okay. Uh, Sanakshi Sinha... Um, she doesn't get a ton to do in the first one, mm-hmm. but I think in two and three she do- does kind of fall into a fun mode. Um, it's weird that Shubal Pandi is such like a wife guy. Like, look how hot my wife is. Don't do anything with- without my wife's permission. Like, okay. He loves his wife. <laughs> loves I, his and wife. I would say he performatively loves his wife. And I would say that that's one of the things that I, I like about this series, and I think it becomes even stronger in the second and third film, is that... They show a married couple kind of like being fun and being into one another. Yeah. Um, he's ever he's never tempted by another woman, but also she's generally like one of two or three women in the entire movie. So it's not <laughs> one of the uh, other women's being his mom. Yeah, and like if Karina Kapoor or someone shows up later, he like he'll dance with her, but no, no, sorry, yeah, he'll, gotta go home with the Mrs. He'll Pandy. He'll dance with the strippers, but yeah, gotta go home with Mrs. Pandy. Yeah, I would say like I I, I quite like Sanakshi Sinha. I think I think her work is uneven. Uh, but she's in my all-time favorite Bollywood film of all time, Blue Terror, where I think she gives a great performance. She can do physical stuff, too. Yeah. And I'm disappointed that in these movies, she doesn't really get to shoot people or fight. Yeah, our like, friend... She's good in, like, Force and uh, uh, Akira. Yeah. Like, she, she's able to do action. Like, get her out there. Well, I mean, is she good in Akira? Is anything good in Akira? <laughs> she was good at punching people in Akira. And, you know, put her in. She's ready to play. Um, 
Yeah, our friend Rashmeet, who was over to watch uh, the first one, and then we went to go see the third one with her. Um, she recommended, and she watched the second one. She did all the homework, so she she's did. ready for this episode. Uh, she recommended that we check out Rowdy, Ruff, Rowdy Rathor with mm-hmm. um, her and Akshay Khanna. So maybe maybe she gets to do more there. Um, I would say here, I maybe it's because I was aware that it was her debut film, but I felt like she was always aware of where the camera was. Sure. Um, and always like conscious of it. Uh, so I... I think I've just seen so many better performances from her that it was interesting to see her first one where I'm like, oh, she seems a little awkward and like unsure of, of you know, what she's doing. Yeah. But what do you think of Arbaz, though? He's okay. He's a bit of a ham. Yeah. 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 And I didn't realize until after the second one, which I can describe the plot of in a second, that he actually directed it because he spends the whole movie trying to figure out a riddle. <laughs> like, oh, he was busy directing the movie. That's why he's so sidelined. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, like, I know I know people really love this movie because, again, it gets back to that Masala energy. Did you feel like this was a good kind of throwback to the stuff we've seen from the 70s? Yes. I think... I think it's helpful to have Sonu Sood there, who, again, like gives big Amitabh Bachchan energy. But evil Amitabh Bachchan. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, like once once they go to Sonu Sood's house and try and kill him, like, that's very exciting. And yeah. the uh, car's blowing up and all the flying through the air, the slow motion kicking and punching, shooting people. Terrific. Um, I think the first one has the best action because it has a better grasp of... When to go fast, when to go slow, and maybe more exciting situations happening. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second one, less exciting situations, but the camera work is fine. And then the third one, probably David just screws the whole thing up because oh, he cuts so much that you can't even enjoy, you know, someone getting kicked real hard because it's cutting like fourteen times. Yeah. It reminded me of that one um, scene that was going around a few years ago, where it was, I think it was from one of the Taken movies, and it was showing uh, Liam Neeson jumping over a fence. And it was like 19 shots all around, different <laughs> cuts, like to show him jumping over a fence. Whereas, you know, yeah. John Wick would just have Keanu jump over a fence, you know. It's just showing that sort of working around physical limitations. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll but get into that. The action here was fun. The action is super fun. Like, yeah. Um, that I, was the best part of the movie. And I thought it was really creative. And I think the way that Salvin Khan's shirt gets ripped off is awesome. Hilarious. He also picks up a guy and throws him at a train, which was very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm starting to pinpoint kind of like my uneasiness with some of this stuff. And I was thinking about the 70s kind of masala films um, where you have kind of that Amitabh Bachchan angry young man. But he's fighting the system. He's fighting the system. Shubha Pandey is the system. He's a fascist. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's fascist. And that's like, I mean, I enjoy Even the slow motion stuff is kind of like Lenny Riefenstahlish. Like, look at this (laughs) grim, you know, beautiful muscled Avenger who will kill the bad people so that you could sleep at night. Exactly, exactly. It's and that you know, I I like the Dirty Harry movies. I enjoy them. I, I saw them growing up. Um, however, I'm like fully aware of their issues and problems nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are fascist films, and so to me, again, I'm I haven't been able to put kind of representations of police or kind of cop heroes on a on a continuum or on a timeline in, in Bollywood cinema, the way that I, I could for Hollywood cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I kind of see a line between this and Dirty Harry 
um, sure. this kind of thing. And and that's that. Well, he's basically a James Elroy hero. Is the thing because. James Elroy guys always have money on the side. Yeah, but They're James, usually sleeping around, and they, but, they kill people to cover their tracks. But Elroy is noir. <laughs> we, those book, we are not rooting for those cops in the same way. We are well, I think you kind of are. I, mean, I think we're yeah. well aware of the, the, the corruption at the center of that. There's, but Chubo Pandi is basically a noir hero. There's nothing noir about this. No, no, no. The, his actions, he's continually like ripping mm. off, uh, you know... Uh, heisters, I guess. I don't think Elroy police are ever shown as being heroic. They kind of are because it's it's I always have Russell Crowe like hitting uh, Kim Basinger. Think about Edmund Exley, Guy Pierce, when he rescues the Mexican girl that's been raped a bunch of times. Yes, they're doing good things, but for the wrong reasons because they were going there to see if they could find the car that had the guns that had something else, but they end up rescuing this girl. He did do a heroic act, especially killing the... Okay. It depends if you think of killing the perpetrators of rape as being heroic, which most Bollywood movies would have you believe, yes. But, like, he did save a girl from absolute horror. Okay. He just did it for the wrong reason. Yeah, I get What Triple Pande is doing it for, they hurt my family. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think Elroy is far more complicated and far more morally... um, Suspect. Ambiguous. Yes. than, Than... than these other films that I'm talking about. But if you, re- I think if you the- recut this movie and then <laughs> shot it in black and white, it could be a noir movie about a horrible cop who you shouldn't root for. Sure, sure. Okay, last thing before we go to interval songs. What do you think of the song? Mooney's fun. That's the big famous one from this. Yeah, they're good. They're fun. Um, I appreciated the number of them. The cinematography in all three of these movies is very bright and, in- and high- like enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Especially the song numbers. They go to kind of like a a red light universe, essentially. Yeah. Which, uh, the Sonasud, uh, Mooney number, and then Karina Kapoor in the second one. You know, it looks great. I it do, looks like Sonchiria, kind of this, like, hyper-realized red light district. Or Kalank, I guess. But, yeah. like, better. I do appreciate how these movies really kind of almost fetishize in the dance sequence Salman Khan's, like, parts of his body. Yeah, he's got his ass <laughs> move in the third one. And a lot of thrusting and it, like his pecs and stuff. His know. his kind of dance of like moving his arm. I'm doing it. You can't see it, but he's kind of like yeah. moving his hands in a circle with fists. He does that. The Debong theme song's fun. The Debong theme song's fun, and also the dance move of undoing your uh, pants and then <laughs> um, pulling your belt behind your butt like it's like a towel or something. That, that's yeah. a funny move. I will say, kind of watching all three of these movies um, back to back and out of order. Um, I can't entirely place where all the songs were. Like, there's just a soup in my head. Yeah. Uh, my favorite of all three is probably in the third one when Sinatra Sina gets super wasted That's off really of uh, Bong. And then they, they do a dance number where she's, like, definitely half cut the whole time and falling over. That and, like, getting of jealous of people. Ones. That was great. That was a lot of fun. That is one of my favorite ones. But yeah. um, we're not talking about the third film yet. We are going to go to Interval and then talk about the second film. So speaking of songs, uh, we've got the song Fivacol Say from uh, Debong 2. And yeah, we'll see you after that. <laughs>
On episode 61 of the Edmonton Community Foundation's Well Endowed podcast, they bring you a compilation of the wonderful history series produced by Edmonton's former historian laureate, Chris Chang-Yen Phillips. To help the Edmonton Community Foundation celebrate its 30th anniversary, Chris has been investigating and sharing historical stories with a connection to Edmonton, and the ECF has been sharing those stories on their podcast throughout 2019. From a look at Edmonton during Prohibition to visiting the childhood home of Marshall McLuhan, it's the ECF's pleasure to bring you a YEG history adventure this holiday season. For more information on the Well Endowed Podcast, check out thewellendowedpodcast.com. This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is brought to you by Unit B Coworking. Unit B is a multi-company co-working space focused on helping people pursue their passions and making Edmonton its creative best. Join a tight-knit group of freelancers, startups, and established organizations all dedicated to getting things done. Besides desks and offices, Unit B offers members access to its podcasting studio and meeting spaces, as well as a kitchen, Wi-Fi, and the usual amenities. It's located in the historic McKinney Building on 104th Street, close to everything downtown, including the Bay LRT station. Book a tour today at unitb.ca. So that was Fevacol Say from Debong 2. And you want to play this song over Mooney because you really enjoy Karina Kapoor's uh cameo here her friendly here yes <laughs> uh she looks great love watching karina Kapoor, Kapoor dance yeah always fun yeah. uh so debong 2 came out in 2012 long long uh times in between the uh, two and three huh yeah yeah uh so this was directed by arbaz khan aka maki from uh debong stars salman sonakshi arbaz vinod mahi gil prakash raj pankash tripathi in a kind of small but fun little role yeah, before I he gets big, I wouldn't usually like list a role that small, kind of when we list off the cast. But it's just so notable. It's like, hey, it's so notable. That's Pankaj it's, it's my buddy Pankaj Tripathi, yeah. big fan, and Malika Aurora and Karina Kapoor in the item numbers. So um, Pandeji Siti is a song in this one that is a follow up to Mooney's song for the yeah. first one. So there's kind of like an internal chronology of the music too, which yeah. is fun. And and Malika Aurora, she shows up again for it. It's kind yeah. of when all the like cops are like having a celebration. Yeah. Um, notably, in between this film and the next one, she and Arbuscon would split up. So she she's not in the third one. one. Uh, so but this... I guess like rumor mill here. I guess maybe she's gonna get married to Arjun Kapoor. Fascinating. I mean, good on you. Or that means she'll be in, uh, she'll be in the Gun Day too. <laughs> what, what, what else she do? I, I really like Malika Aurora. She's, I mean, she's an item number girl. But I, I, you know, obviously, uh, in Dilse Chaya Chaya is one of my favorite mm-hmm. dance scenes to watch, and I just like she has such energy and such sex appeal and. Her dancing. Um, she really leaves like a lasting her. impression. And I, I really enjoyed her on Coffee with Karan. So, yeah. Yeah, I think she's good. Uh, so it was a huge year for uh, you know, Salman, 2012, yeah. as uh, Ek the Tiger was the number one <laughs> highest grossing movie, and then Debong 2 was the second highest grossing yeah. movie. So pretty good. Uh, but the movie received mixed reviews, uh, and they didn't like it as much as the previous one. Well, critics did. And uh, it was only nominated for one award this time out at the Film Fair Awards. This would be Best Actor. Yeah. So, uh, let me see if I can remember what happens in Debong 2. So, in Debong 2, um, Chubal Pandey is sent to Kanpur, which mm-hmm. is a bigger city. Because the first one's kind of like a village, almost. Yeah. second one's a big city. The heist that happens in the first one is a rich industrialist kid gets stolen by some guys. 
they tell him that he's got to bring a million bucks, otherwise they'll kill him. And then Pundi pops in hilariously. Um, he has better and better ways to enter each time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one, he what, kicked the door down. This one, he smashes a car through a wall. Third one, he uses a kind of digging machine mm-hmm. to <laughs> explode up the floor. That's a fun gag. But he shows up, beats them all up, takes the ransom money for himself, and then, then the movie starts. So um, by this point, he's working in this new city. Him and Sonakshi live in a nice apartment. Uh, their dad lives there. So does Maki. And, uh, but Mahi Gill is not there. Yeah, his Mahi's wife is not wife there. Is not there. Yeah, she shows up a little bit later, but there was some reason why she wasn't there. She's like back home taking care of her family. Yeah, she's doing something. Uh, Maki is, spends most of the movie, as I alluded to earlier, uh, figuring, trying to figure out a riddle <laughs> that <laughs> Chihuahua gives him. So, yeah, he's too busy directing the movie to do anything. But uh, his character arc is he figures out the riddle and then he becomes a cop. Which is important for the third one. Because we're like, why is he a cop? Okay. Um, all of the animosity that the two brothers had in the first movie is literally evaporated and never seen again in two and three, right? Like they're just the best of buds. Although and the they third play one, on it in three. the third one kind of tries to use it again. Yeah, but. they play on it in three with a like a, a fake out. Yeah. Spoilers. So there's this kind of gangster slash um, political guy played by Prankash Raj, who is looking to become, I think it's the MLA for Kanpur, mm. and he's. Working with a corrupt political party. That's a little interesting. And his uh, brothers cause a ruckus at a wedding. Chubal kills the one brother. Enmity is formed between the two factions. And then Chubal Bundy kills him after they kidnap. Uh, oh, no. They uh, they put Sanakshisin in the hospital. Uh, she loses her baby. Because in every single one of these movies, they justify the final action scene by having a woman in Chupal Penny's life either killed or put in danger. And and there's there is a death here, obviously, because she has a miscarriage. Yeah, the baby because does. of this ambush. She gets kicked down on a flight of stairs. Yeah. So in every single one of these films, there's like an attack on Chupal Penny's manhood through a woman to justify his violence at the end. And I guess I don't know. It works once, but does it work three times? Four times. Four? Yeah. In the third one, his girlfriend dies in the past, and then they yeah, also they the also I, kidnap... Uh, yeah, so it happens twice in the third one. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it actually has a very similar structure to the first movie, except it's all Chubal versus uh, this new guy, and this one rather again, than his brother. And this one is, again, only about two hours. Yeah. Where's the third one? The third one was long. It's like two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. And you dropped my hot dog on the ground. <laughs> I'll never hear the end of this. Um, you know, I didn't hate this movie. I didn't I th- hate I thought it was any fine. of these movies. Yeah. Um, I, I hated the second half of the third one. Yeah. That I'm, sucked. The I'm, first half, though, was perfectly fine. I'm probably unlikely to revisit any of these movies. I will watch the songs because they were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I think the dancing here is very fun again. And uh, you know, Salman Khan is kind of—he's a big, lumbering, beefy guy these days. Yeah. Um, and so they I, work around it. Though. I don't think. He, yeah, I don't think he has the best skill as a dancer. But I do actually think the choreography in um, these three films really finds a way to like often use that and again like draw attention to certain parts of his body and i do not find simon Khan attractive by any means um you don't like his ass dance 
I just think it's funny. It's a funny ass dance. I just think it's funny. I think maybe like that's where the comedy of these films works for me is is in is in some of the, the dancing. Uh, I do think Sonakshi feels a lot more confident here. Yeah, well, um, she's done a few movies. But I actually movies. feel like in these three films, she was given the less to do here because she's kind of just like. Well, she's making lunch. Yeah, I think <laughs> until she gets kicked down the stairs, she doesn't really do much at all. There's in this really one. just a lot about like when is she gonna have a baby? <laughs> like yeah. And and that I think kind of sidelines her. Whereas I think she was she's feistier in the first one, and I think kind of in the second in the second she gets to be feisty again. She gets to get the third hammered one. on. Sorry, in the third one. In yeah. the third one she gets to get feisty again. She gets to get hammered on bong. Whereas here she felt more like the she literally makes lunch. The doting time. wife who uh, who he doesn't pay enough attention to until uh, tragically he should have taken her to the temple that day. But he didn't. Yeah. And then they lose the kid. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of the most is fun here. Though. This is kind of the most forgettable of the three. I think but it was fun. enjoyable. Like I didn't think it was much worse than the others. Yeah. Like these are all the first two are a gentleman's six. The last one's a gentleman's four. Yeah, yeah, and I think the action, the action here, I, I found fun again. Um, yeah. I did kind of think that the that the final climax scene. Well, it wasn't as big. It wasn't as big. It didn't feel as climatic. Climatic. Yeah, climactic. <laughs> climactic, thank you. As um, the as first the, one, as the first film. It's well, the first one had not... grenades going off, a huge gunfight, tons of cops, yeah. buildings exploding, someone having to smoke a tractor, as you said. <laughs> and certainly, <laughs> this one is maybe just a fist fight after a little bit of gunplay. Yeah, and certainly not as climactic as the third one, but that's that's works in this film's favor. The third one goes hog wild. <laughs> the climate. I'd watch the last ten minutes of uh, Devong Three again just for the spectacle. Yeah, but but again, it was fun, and and like the comedy, the comedy within the action, I think works. Some of the kind of stuff with the like the family and Maki trying to solve this riddle, I'm just like this. This just does not translate for us. Yeah, uh, I like which the, does not mean that it's not good. It's just like we don't get it. I like the recurring gag. Um, it didn't make sense in the third one, but in this one, where the guy from the first heist is oh, back yeah. in the second heist, he's like. Also involved in this heist, but he has a like a Samon Kong song as his ringtone, and then when Chubal Pandi hears it, he's just always oh, got to do his little dance, and that's fun. In the third one, that guy lives at their house for some reason. <laughs> Don't know why. Yeah, they keep having this recurring thing of him always playing a Samon Kong song. I forget which one it is. Um, it was one from Kick. I don't think it's the same song each time, but one right. time it was the one from Kick. Yeah, so he keeps playing it like on his ringtone, and then Samon Kong gets all like. Like his little girlish thing. Yeah, he's got his little giggly. Oh <laughs> uh, no! In Kick, he's trying to floss. To no, the in the in the third one. Yeah, in the third one, the song from Kick. He's, oh, okay, he's yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. learn how to floss. It's not the ringtone song. No, um, but like ringtones are huge, huge business in. Mm-hmm. It's a big T series thing. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, I was I was reading about that of like the how much it caught on in India versus here mm-hmm. um, of like people buying like bits of songs as a ringtone. Mm-hmm. So that feels a bit like maybe also like a very specific thing to India, but also like in a way marketing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of product placement in all three of these movies. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, how are the, how damn, there's not a lot of salary. There's not a lot else to talk about debunk too. I mean, <laughs> if you like the first one, you'll probably like it just a little bit less. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what I would say. Like, but it's it's yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, it is. Um, you want to hang out with your buds and watch some guys get hurt real bad? 
It's good. I think it helped that we watched this one kind of after the third one because the third one, as we're gonna get to, we did not like the third one. I guess we could. We we could not. This was better. We could inaugurate the phrase uh, "debunk three makes debunk two look like debunk one." (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh God, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Oh Uh, wow. For more information on that joke, check out the podcast Blank Check. You're right. Basically any episode. It does make Debong 2 look like Debong 1. That is... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We should probably move on to Debong 3, though. Kudos, sir. Yeah. Kudos. Debong 2, perfectly acceptable. Your acceptable amount of masala mayhem. Your telenovela, you know, shifts of character and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. 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 I think it's probably the one I had the best time with. Um, it's the it's the easiest though, one to follow. Yeah, though I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I think I just had a better time with it because I'd like found these movies rhythm and I didn't and it didn't do a lot of the stuff that upset me in the third one and I was more willing to kind of go with it maybe. It also helps that the main bad guy shows up at the beginning rather than Sona Sud kind of rolling in halfway through Debong one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh so Debong three is currently in theaters, directed yeah. by Prabhu Deva, stars Salon Khan, Sanakshi Sina, Arbaz Khan, Dimple Kapadia, Sai Mandrakar. Probably not saying that correctly. Pramod Khanna, Vinod Khanna's brother, has taken over for him as, unfortunately, Vinod Khanna passed away between the making of the two films. Um, and Sudeep. Sudeep's good. As our villain, who is also kind of giving Amitabh Bachchan energy. Yeah, he's got that kind of coal-eyed, angry, long hair thing going on. And I think he's probably the best villain of all three. Yeah. He was cool. Um, so Hale Khan does make a quick cameo. That is Arbaz Khan and um, Salman Khan's other brother. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's currently in theaters. We don't really have like full box office figures for it yet. I could um, talk about the plot though. it looked like it was doing poorly. Yeah. I don't think people... It's, it's on Anupama Chopra's Worst of the Year. No. Um, and I, this one's long. This, this one, one is, is long. like two hours and 40 minutes. And I'll say, I said before... The first half of this movie, not bad. Then a bunch of crazy-ass twists show up in the third one. It turns into Race 3 for a while. Yeah, it goes on for way too long. It is both a sequel and a prequel in a way that I found very unsatisfying. It's kind of like, Um, it is the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade of the uh, trilogy. (laughs) In that, uh, so we find out where he got his necklace. Why he started wearing his sunglasses on the back of his neck. Yeah, why he became a cop. Um, Why he started robbing people, too. Uh, in a, in a scene that is, I mean, he calls himself Robin Hood Panday, but you never really see him giving all the money he takes from the. No, he gives it to himself. He gives it to himself. But uh, it's this a fundamental misunderstanding of Robin Hood. Also, Robin Hood was outside of the system. You can't be a Robin Hood inside the system. Yeah, he was literally fighting the sheriff. <gasps> uh, but uh, in this one, he steals a bunch of money from some crooks. To send his new girlfriend to medical school in a scene okay, wait, wait. that was much better than anything Gabby was saying having to do with girlfriends and medical school. Okay. It was much more heartwarming. Fair enough. But please start with the, with the plot from the beginning. Okay, so right at the beginning of the movie... It starts in, like, present day. I have no idea how old uh, we're supposed to believe that Jubal Panda is. But his son is now, like, what, five? I was thinking, like, seven. <laughs> He's old. Um, if he's seven, then that makes sense between uh, Debong 2 and Okay, three. so maybe seven years have actually passed between these two movies. Yeah, I'm Mahi sure. Mahi Gill is like AWOL. Who knows? Debong 3 opens with Trouble Pandey stopping another heist. This time, a bunch of crooks show up and rob everyone at a fancy wedding. Uh, there's a character actor there I really like. He's like built like a brick shit house. He's in a lot of gangster movies. 
Uh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I'll see if I can put it in the show notes, but that guy rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the head of the gang. And one of his gang members is like cons- is like rubbing a lamp because he thinks there might be a G in it. Yeah. That so joke worked for me. I don't know why that joke I find hilarious, but... They end up going to an abandoned uh, storeroom or something. Because the head, like the boss is like, what are you doing? He's like, there might be Aladdin in there. And he, instead of like... Telling him to knock it off. He's, he's like, like, go for it. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah. I think that's the part that makes it funny. Yeah. Something to not do in a Salman Khan movie is after you do a heist to go to like an abandoned factory or like basement or something because you will <laughs> have Triple Pondy show up and beat you up. Mm-hmm. He tunnels through the ground using a digging machine. I thought that was cool. Uh, he beats all the guys up and then takes the money, I think. But um, while bringing these guys in... He talks to their boss via FaceTime, mm-hmm. and their boss is Sudeep, who's a crime lord who, it's like Don, where they don't really say what crimes he's into, but he... he buries people in his flower... He, he buries people buries, alive in his flower garden. He buries people in his flower garden. Yeah, he buries people in his flower garden, so that's bad, but <laughs> we don't really know why he's rich. And he does not bury them very deep. No, no. I'm going to say, deep. like, if you're trying to get rid of a body... Maybe go a bit deeper. Also, don't put a flower on top of each body to mark off where the bodies are. Um, but uh, then we flash back to um, before uh, Chubal Pandey has even joined the uh, force. Before he's even called Chubal Pandey, he's using his mm-hmm. original name. And before he's ever met Sanakshi Sinha. Yeah. Who, hilariously enough... So so now we have... Yeah. Now we have 50-year-old Salman Khan playing... Like 20. Like 20, 21, romancing an actress who is like in her early 20s. And this is Sai Ma- not 19. This I, is Sai Mandrakar, right? Yeah. This is Sai Mandrakar. Yeah. So this and is. And this a, is her debut. Yeah. This is a girl that uh, Chubal meets. She gives him the nickname, by the way, because mm-hmm. he's weird. It, it means something like he's quirky. Yeah. So he goes by that name. She does the sunglasses on the back of the neck thing, gives him his necklace. All kinds of stuff. He gets all of his items this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... And Dibble Kapadia gets to come back because we're in the past. Yeah, Dibble Kapadia's back. There is a fun gag where uh, he puts her bed on a train. Yeah, he gets mad at the housekeeper, so he lifts up the bed and puts it on the train, but he didn't realize that his mother had switched spots with the housekeeper because she couldn't breathe inside because of the asthma. It comes mm-hmm. back. Uh, and he accidentally sends her a train out of town, so he's got to go get her. That's funny. Um, but... The girl he's met, they have a nice meet-cute. Don't really remember what it was. It was just like they're two young people in town. Well, it's like, she's, it, it's he, an arranged marriage Yeah, thing. They're, they're putting an ad out for her because she's, you know, apparently unmarriageable. Well, <laughs> she's an orphan. She's living with her aunt and uncle. They raised her. and they This is her- important, too, because she is living with her aunt and uncle. And she is related to Sinakshi Sinha's character in a way that we couldn't figure out via the dialogue but I think they're like second cousins. And yeah. nowhere in the point of their seven-year marriage, or even what? It's been like a nine-year marriage, <laughs> actually, where uh, the Pandis have been together. Never has it come up, apparently, that, oh, yeah, my cousin died in a really awful way. Her yeah. parents were abducted. And that's why and, my dad presumably started drinking. Like, yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. They, uh, <laughs> they were, get this, they were picked up by this guy. He looked a lot like that guy that you hate so much. And they were stabbed, and then my cousin got thrown off of a cliff. Does that sound familiar to you? 
Yeah, so... Didn't come up at all, but... Shubapane meets Kushi through, like, him... He and his parents go to her aunt and uncle's place. They're originally going to marry Maki off, but he's not interested because he likes the other girl already. Well, yeah, like, he sees her picture and is like, I don't know, and Shubapane's like, oh, yeah, Yeah. I know. Um, Sign me up, I'm ready. And he totally charms her aunt and uncle and her by saying that, like, they'll give dowry, not expect dowry, and he won't marry her until she's completed her medical school, which he's also willing to pay for. So he seems, And he's willing to wait for five years, so he's a catch. Yeah, so he seems great. He funds it by Enter stealing Sudeep. money from people. Explain how Sudeep enters. So Sudeep enters in one of the most hilarious uh, <laughs> entries in a movie in the past. We've already seen him in the future. But he hits a guy with his car for some reason. Who goes we, flying. He, go, he goes flying. We don't actually know who he is or what was happening. But And then he's going to run over that guy with his car. He's going to run over the guy. He pulls off the road to run the guy over. But um, uh, Manjaka shows up. She's like, oh, no, this guy's hurt. Her friends are like, leave him alone. We you know, don't want to get the police involved, which, granted, good idea. <laughs> don't get the police involved at all. They will probably do something pretty bad. But anyway, she's like, no, no i got to help this guy. And then Sudeep's like... And that girl's really hot. And she's, like, kind of nice, too. That's weird. So he gets out of his car and then get, also gets hit by a car. Like, like, he does a complete like, cartwheel. Like a cartwheel. It's so ridiculous. Oh, this movie. And then... Uh, yeah, he gets jealous when he finds out that she's in Lima Salon and so he kidnaps her and kills her in a rather dramatic fashion. Where she's, like, tied up... But like the with wind, a really long uh, rope. Yeah, and the, but the wind is blowing so perfectly that you like the sari like hugs perfectly to the curves of her body and like yeah. and she's like has this like perfectly lit tear stained face and I just hate the way that they're like almost sexualizing a woman being tied up and pushed off a cliff. Yeah, and right? you, get, you get a lot of it too. It's like oh, twenty minutes so of twenty of minutes of her falling off a cliff. So this is why Chubalpani joins police force because he's bad. Um, and well, first he has to go to jail because they think that he killed her, but then he's acquitted. Yeah, because he narks on people in prison. Going yeah. back to the fascist argument, right. the way he gets out of prison is by narking on fellow prisoners. Yeah. But anyway, um, he joins the force, uh, rises through the ranks in the course of, I think, one scene. <laughs> he goes to training for a little bit, but he's awesome, so it's fine. Yeah. Then... Um, he gets in a car chase with Sudeep, who's driving around in a Range Rover some, for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, Sudeep goes flying off of a cliff and presumably dies. We then go to the future where he's he, going to get You know his... what? This has Sorry, more... not the future. Hold on. This we... is more in common with a Rise of the Skywalker than I thought. Because the main bad guy falls down a hole, presumably dead, and then comes back none the worse for the wear. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... Spoilers for Rise of the Skywalker, but that movie sucks. You heard it here. We then go back to the present where, obviously, he's going to get his revenge, and that's the whole third, the third act. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it it ends in a really long and grueling battle where there's, like, this mine. It's and, like a minefield, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, someone has put a bunch of mines in the mine, blows up a bunch of guys. They have a long, protracted, shirtless fight. Um, that was pretty cool, I guess. And also, Arbaz Khan... Um, pretends to be bad so that he can infiltrate Sudeep's organization. Yeah, and they can like film some corrupts. Which political is corruption. Which is crazy. Do you know why? Why? Chulapani has never in his life <laughs> needed a warrant to do anything. Right. Why does he need like evidence on this guy who he knows killed his girlfriend, which in the past has been enough rationale for him to go and shoot somebody. Well and there's like, also- it's crazy that he thinks that 
that that's a plot point that makes sense that they need evidence. Who cares? There's also a scene early on where um, there's a larger woman who's kind of like, she's a madam, so she's been kind of... Right. Yeah, Arbaz Khan solves a crime right at the beginning of the movie, too. Yeah, so she's been kind of like selling women into the sex trade. And Chubal, and, and we get this whole scene where Chubal Pende explains when it's appropriate to be able to slap a woman. And all I could feel was like the only reason why this scene has been put in here is to like justify showing some violence against women, which mm-hmm. is rather uncomfortable. Like, For us. Yeah, she's a terrible human being in, in the world of the film. But it's still so artificial to like write this scene where you get to have Chubal Pande slapping a, a, a larger woman, a plus size woman, because she's bad to other women. I don't know. I was I felt very uncomfortable about that. This is also a missed opportunity to have Sanakshi Sinha on the case. She could have slapped her, and we would all would you know walked home happy. Well, yeah, like women get nothing to do vis-a-vis the action in these movies, and then yeah, the whole thing was just. He didn't even do the. It was Scott Pilgrim where he uses Ramona to fight uh, the ninja girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then I forget what other movie it was where they draw a mustache draw on a lady. One. Raw one. Oh, draw a mustache on a lady. Yeah, well, Raw one, they do the they, they do the Romeo Mustache thing again. Yeah. And then there's another movie where the main character draws a mustache on a lady so he can punch her. Uh, it might have been a Jackie Chan movie, actually. This actually comes up in a fair amount of movies. Um, but I forgot about that. Well, yeah, our our boss like, called uh, Khan solves his crime. And- the, like, you're not supposed to hit a woman thing. But the way that they, like, dr- call out the, like, oh, you're not supposed to hit a woman. But- you would have been fine had he just rocked up and punched her without doing this whole song and dance about, like, this is one of the few times you can punch a lady. I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird because there's a lot of violence against women in these movies. But this is the only time that they, like, try and justify it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like it's different than it was a weird aside. <laughs> yeah, it's different than an action movie where you have people of different genders fighting each other just all the time. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I did not like this movie, and um, I was surprised how much Prabhu Deva decided to chop up the action sequences. I found yes. them, I found them hard to follow. To that the was the that saving was... grace of the first two movies: is cool action sequences. Yeah, and in this one. Not only are the action sequences cut to an inch of their life, you can't see all the fun stunts. Like, I want to see someone get kicked through a wall or, like, punch so hard that they do a car wheel. That's cool. I like that. But since the cut's so much, you don't even get that visceral pleasure. And then on the other end, when they have the shirtless fight scene in the mine at the end, the slow-mo goes so long that it becomes obnoxious. It's either too slow or too cut up. Like, they just, they never find a middle ground. And that really frustrated me. But the song where Sinatra gets hammered on Bong, I thought was great. <laughs> Again, the songs and the picturization of such, the colors, Yeah, this actually looked great. Yeah. And Prabhadeva does... It was actually really interesting because there's this one dance move. Um, where, where Prabhadeva shows up, too. Yeah. But where, like, Salman is, like, going down on his knees and then coming up, which I immediately was like, that feels like a Prabhadeva dance. And also, he should be doing it and, and not Salman. Yeah. He, like, Salman Khan cannot do it. It's really funny. Prabhadeva shows up during one of the party songs. Yeah. And hangs out for a bit. The kind of, like, Mooney song again. Yeah. Yeah. In the Mooney universe, where it's, like, Though it does kind not of neon all over the Malik place. Or, uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're a director, don't be in a movie. <laughs> You're not Hitchcock, you know? Wait, I like Prabhu Deva's cameo. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, fine. He was good. Was that fun. was the best part of his contribution to the movie because the editing and the directing 
I think the blocking in mise-en-scene was good. But like, and just, the way it looked was good. It was just the editing. The editing was really the thing that let this down, in addition to the ridiculous story. And I just, I did not like the backstory. Um, and also, I was reading, and I don't know if this is true, but I was reading that like they offered Cadwell the opportunity to be the villain, and she didn't want to do it. So I think it would have been interesting if they'd introduced a female villain. Yeah, like Dil Wally. Does Dilwale have a female villain? She's a villain. She's like a gangster. Oh, I guess, yeah. That movie was so forgettable that I, was, I get it, but like... No, I was thinking more like Commando 2. The sure. Black Money Trail. Yeah, but Kajal would have been an interesting villain. Mm-hmm. But then you would have to have another speech about why it's okay to, to, to you know, lock her in a burning building or whatever yeah. that would happen. It's just, again, the way that they like... It's that having your cake and eating it too thing that just like with that scene. And then I just feel so uncomfortable about it because of... Things that have been rumored um, well, yeah. about Salman Khan's yeah. personal life and his past relationships with certain actresses. Yeah, that adds an uncomfortable tinge to it. But you got to try and review the movie on its own terms. That's true. Even on its own terms is one of the most annoying. Yeah, I didn't care for it. It's way too long. I don't like the flashback. It should stuff. have been two movies, really. Yeah. It should have been The Adventures of Young Tribal Pandey, where his girlfriend died. And then... Modern day fighting that guy in and a two parter. Yeah, or I didn't like this origin story and this justification for like his revenge. I don't know. I just felt very tired with this. Um, there's also these weird moments when like these cartoon things start happening. Um, oh, yeah, like, yeah. All these stars. It does turn into like a Looney Tunes sort of thing for a bit. I don't know. Why? That's my only question. I think probably Deva leaned into the like live action cartoon thing. Because yeah. th- these movies can. Like, the physics in them are wild, and the shifts of uh, tone are, you know, again, wild. And it could be, like, a Looney Tunes thing. Yeah. So I think also and also, a, like, a crooked cop who has, like, funny little mannerisms. Yeah, that would actually be out of place in, like, Wacky Races or something. They have little sing in the cartoon show. Well, what if Chubal Pandey is, like, a cartoon villain or something? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting when we do our episode eventually on the um, Singham universe, too. Because they're adding an actually Kumar one now. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be four movies we have to watch for that one. And I liked Simba. And the entire Little Singham TV show. Oh, God. And I liked Simba better, even though it has some of these same issues. But it might just be because I like Rambier Singh better. Like, I just, like, I inherently like him better. Mm-hmm. He's a better dancer. Um, so I think ultimately we'd say that the Debong series has diminishing returns. Yeah. Watch and the first two. Looks Debong, makes Debong 2 look like Debong 1. Yeah. Watch the first two. Oh, they're pretty fun. Just put them on. Have a good time. Watch the dance, the the dancings online. TCRs would be really happy for it because you'd like, uh, you know, give them all those YouTube views. Yeah. Uh, in short, Chubapani's a fascist. Uh, um, you know, we don't support fascism. <laughs> if you're a cop, you should try and play by the rules. Um, leave the stealing to the criminals. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of it's this. It's a very ep- loose episode, huh? <laughs> yeah. Can you tell that it's been like. Five days of drinking <laughs> over the holidays. and I almost got a cold and then I didn't. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, so it's been like quite the ordeal for us over the past few days. And we are loose. Yeah. The dog uh, is off the yeah. leash. So this is our last episode of 2019. We're getting it in right under the wire. Our first episode of 2020 will be out in January, probably about three weeks from now. We're, we're going to give ourselves an extra week because we are going to be doing our year-end wrap-up episode. Well, we're only really going to be wrapping up the back half of the year because we already did um, a mid-year wrap-up episode. So 
Back end of uh, 2019, we're going to be talking... This means Matt's got to watch a bunch of movies. Yeah, we're going to be talking about all the hits and all the flops. Uh, Please let us know what movies you want to make sure we discuss. If we can get them. If we can get a hold of them. Um, Yeah, I've seen good news. You haven't, so unfortunately I don't think you'll be able to get to see good news. Uh, But yeah, let us know if there's a movie you want us to make sure to discuss, and we'll try and find the time to watch it if we haven't. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, at Bollywood Pod on Twitter, I'm at under, <laughs> I'm at Matt underscore. Have I been saying I'm at <laughs> the whole time and not having Matt? No, I don't think so. I'm at Matt <laughs> underscore B O W E S at no. <laughs> I'm at Matt underscore B O W E S on Twitter. I'm at Ernie Fraser, E-R-E-N-E-F-R-A-S-C-R. Bollywood is for lovers at Tumblr.com. Facebook.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a uh, star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. Maybe don't um, introduce the people to the show with this one. you got to know us before you get into yeah, this Yeah, maybe. One. This, one's uh, deep, this one's deep biffle lore. And please don't leave comments of criticizing us for hating fascists. Yeah. <laughs> um, this podcast kills fascists. Well, you There's know. the episode title right there. Great. Uh, while you're over at Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Around the Movies. Um, we've already released our last episode of it was wild. 2019. You, on, you watched a wild set of movies for that one. On Mannequin and in Fabric Magic, things happening at happening at department stores. And I talk a lot about how much I love department stores. I think we're also very loose on that episode. Yeah. Today's special, bitch. <laughs> I did mention that. It's a great show. I know you did. I listened to the episode already. Um, yeah. Thanks for still listening. You should turn this podcast off now. Thanks for sticking around for five years. Oh, I'm not sure where we're at. It's either four or five years. We did five Halloween episodes, so it's like four and a half years now. Yeah, four and a half, yeah. So thanks we for... We started in September, so yeah. we're, we're, we're moving on. Thanks. Still away. Thanks we're like for, nine months away from five years. Thanks for not uh, getting tired of us. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the big 2020. Yeah. And we also quickly want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork, um, which we debuted uh, in January 2019. So we've had uh, Tuffy for a whole year. We still love him. One year of the good, good boy. Okay, now we'll see you in the big 20.